With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty fantasy football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Fantasy football family, once again, it's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. It's your boy Eugene. Again, I'm one of the hosts of the show. Uh, thank you for you know tuning in and listening to us for another episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans. That's G N E S. You can also find our official Twitter page at Off the Line FF. Uh, you know, we just talking all things fantasy over here. Uh, you know, analyzing players and their situations have a few laughs. Hopefully you can understand what we're talking about in a sim- simplified language and, you know, apply it to your squads. Hopefully it's not too late to apply to it because now we're in the playoffs. You know, some some of us can rejoice while others are <laughs> sw- swimming in sorrow. <laughs> so, uh, Sulking but, away. Yeah. <laughs> but to the other host of the show, Ike, what's going on? What's popping? What's good? What's good? I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And yeah, like Gene said, uh, hopefully you guys uh, had a pretty successful year and uh, you know made the playoffs. Um, this is you know this is kind of what you've been working you know the last fourteen weeks for to get to this moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, no more you know no more uh, bye weeks and uh, you know more importantly, no more excuses. This is where your players perform, or you, you know you win or you go home. I mean that's that's the name that's the name of the game at this point. Um, you know that you know at the end of the day, like it's 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 been a long season. It's been a lot of uh, a lot of injuries. Um, yeah, a lot of injuries, a lot of a lot of players you drafted high didn't really pan out the way you wanted to. Like you know Christian McCaffrey and oh man, like that was probably like the biggest one for a lot of teams that kind of sunk a lot of teams. Um, from Saquon, Virginia. depending on where you drafted him, depending on where you drafted him. Um, but you know he's he's back in the last. You know he'll he'll have the last four. Games or last three games here to hopefully um, you know make a run. Um, but you know, speaking on that, speaking on speaking of injuries, you know, we did have a lot of injuries this past Sunday and this past weekend, uh, uh, week fourteen. You know, Lamar Jackson hurt his foot like early in the first quarter, um, mm-hmm. you know, or I think his ankle hurt early in the first quarter. John Harbaugh did come out and say that it, it's not a high ankle sprain, and he is hopeful that he can play uh, you know this weekend against Green Bay. Um, and they host Green Bay, so just. A lot of things to kind of keep an eye on um, for his practice participation and things like that. Um, Kareem Hunt, um, he left early in the game as well um, in that same game, so uh, I think he's week to week. So I think um, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna play next week. So there's you know a couple of waiver wire um, targets to look f- to look for um, you know later on when we touch on that. Austin Eckler, he also hurt his ankle. I think third third quarter. Yeah, I believe yeah, it was third. Ninth. I believe it was third quarter. 
But um, um, you know, the, the coach did say that he's gonna come. He he could have came back in the game, but since they were up so much and they were beating the hell out of the Giants, <laughs> yeah, you you, you you probably want to rest them, especially with Kansas City coming into town on <laughs> this Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday yeah. Night. Um, but there is a little bit of concern there. He did not practice yesterday, and, I, and I'm not sure if he practiced today. I haven't seen anything showing that he practiced or participated. So another thing to keep an eye on: Austin Eckler. Terry McLaurin had an injury as well. He had a concussion. Um, so he was in, I think he's in the concussion protocol right now. Um, and it was, it was just a really, really bad play that he got hurt on. Uh, Taylor Heineke had a, had him open on a deep ball and underthrew him pretty badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had, a, he had the force. He had to try to make a huge, uh, you know, contested catch. And, you know, he hit his head on the turf, unfortunately. So, We'll see what um, what happens if he can clear the clear the protocol against uh, you know in time to play the against the Eagles this weekend, and then finally Josh Allen he hurt his he has a foot sprain he's day to day according to head coach Sean McDermott so we'll see if he's I mean I think they said you know a lot of preliminary reports say that he should be fine but um, we'll we'll see how his practice participation goes but yeah it was just a a bunch of it was it was a uh, very chaotic week uh, fourteen uh, we had. Injuries, and we also had some bad quarterback play as well. Um, you know, Cam Newton got benched again. Um, twice, Panthers got benched. Again, got benched twice in the same game. Benched <laughs> twice uh, for you know for PJ Walker, and PJ Walker promptly came in and threw a horrific interception. Anything <laughs> you can do, I can do I better. Can do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came in and threw a horrific interception, and you know, I, you know, the Matt Rule said that he, he's. He he's floundering right now. He actually said after the game that he plans on using both quarterbacks. I don't wow. know how that's going to work. If you're trying to use two quarterbacks, it means you don't have one. And that's, the, that's and the then and then even after that, he said uh, Sam Darnold is still like in the mix. Yeah, Sam Darnold. They said he Sam Darnold is going to factor in down the stretch, yeah. which <laughs> makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> but you know, the, the funny thing about this game was, you know, when Cam was in the game, DJ Moore was getting getting. Getting his getting yep, his targets, yep. getting his work. Got ten yeah. targets, six catches, eighty four yards. And then when PJ Walker came in the game, Robbie Anderson came alive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he had yeah. Seven for eighty four and a touchdown. Yeah. So it was just yeah. it was like a, a literally two two games in one for both of those receivers. And Robbie Anderson hadn't heard from him all season, hadn't had a twenty point game all season, and the, you know finally, you know in week fourteen, when probably he's on the waiver wire and nobody's starting him, he has a you know twenty point game. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that's you know that was a pretty interesting uh, call here. Did you see any other bad quarterbacks just outside Shoot, our of the- home our home team man? Dak, um, I don't know what's what's going on with him. Ever since he's came back from this calf injury, he's been struggling. I mean, even to I mean, even that game on Sunday, he was still struggling. It was just a matter of like defense scoring touchdowns. You know, um, getting timely. Like he looked good couple possessions here and there and then you go on another one and just like man what's like what's going on second half was really really bad uh you saw that 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 egregious pick that he threw for the, that pick six that kept Washington in the game somehow Oof, um, man we're just we're just glad that we just we just made it out with a win but I mean Dak has not looked good hurt me in one of my leagues because I needed production from him and I didn't get it which caused me a playoff spot um but hopefully, you know, we these last three weeks, hopefully people that have Dak, um, the schedule is still nice for them to, to do some damage. It's just a matter of uh, do you trust them? So um, Yeah, and, and just, just one quick note about that pick six. It's kind of funny. Um, I was watching it live, and it was one of those aerial views that you play on Madden. You know that, that same view that whenever you're playing on Madden, and you just you, you see how you know the play unfolds and things like yeah. that, and you just literally saw – you know the the bootleg, and then you mm-hmm. saw the linebacker trailing yep. uh, behind the defender or underneath the fen- under underneath the defender. And I'm like, okay, there's no way Dak is going to throw this ball, right? He's not going to throw this ball. <laughs> he throws it. He literally like I was I was completely flabbergasted. I had no I, had, <laughs> I I was I was watching the game at home, and and my nieces like were jumping on me as I as I was watching <laughs> as I was watching him throw that pick six. I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I don't know how he didn't see the white jersey that was like standing right there, like the running only, the yeah. freaking route. 
yeah, he. So the thing is, he number one, he threw it too late, way too late. So yep. he, soon, as soon as he soon as he bootlegged out, it should have been thrown. It should, the ball should have been out of his out of his um, out of his hand. But then yep. you know there was a defender coming at him, so maybe he didn't see them, didn't didn't see him. But even then, like you still should not throw that pass. Like it was no. it was a bad throw, it was a bad decision, and yeah, I I I just I don't have any I don't have any more words. It was it was just a, a bad showing from Dak. I think that's the worst he's looked over the last five weeks. I mean, he's been yeah. up and down. Um, you know, obviously down against the Kansas City, obviously you know down against the Broncos. Uh, he was he was so so against the Raiders. I think he I think he played a lot better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. And then he was um, you know he 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 did some good things against the the Saints. Still was kind of up and down in that game as well, but. Um, overall, yeah. you know, we 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 kind of want to see more from Dak uh, going forward, and I, I think you know, since with the Giants and the Washington Football Team coming up, I think these are two get right spots um, that be. we should see that offense, especially that um, you know the the passing game and the receivers um, get right um, yeah. over the, before they face the Cardinals in Week 17 for basically yeah. all the marbles, fantasy championships. Um, that that game should have a lot of points, um, but you know, that's kind of looking ahead um, for, for, um, for right now. Yeah. Um, another quarterback uh, that didn't look good at all was uh, Josh Allen. And specifically in the first half, he just looked he just looked bad. Like he didn't have no time. He looked pressed. Uh, I'm not sure people it just seemed like people weren't open. Um, but in the second half, um, we want to get to the good quarterback play. He looked good in the second half. Like like they actually started running the ball, even though it was him doing the running majority of the second half. But that was something that they didn't do in the first half, which helped the uh, the Buccaneers just kind of just tee off on on, on them in the first. Um, so he looked good coming uh, leading the comeback in the second half. Uh, yeah, I think the, the first play, the first play of the second half was a run to like Devin Devin Singletary for like thirty mm-hmm. yards. So that kind of yeah. I think set the tone a little bit for you know that second half and how they kind of got back into that game. Yeah, um, late. it was a it was a phenomenal game to, to yeah. watch. The second half was was really good, and that was one thing. Just watching these these games for uh, fantasy purposes, like a lot of these games weren't really good to watch. It was almost like you were just better off just like you know red zoning it uh, or focusing on a specific game because just as a collective, it wasn't a good week to watch for sure because mm-hmm. there were so many blowouts in the first half. Um, but like we said, Josh Allen had a good second half. Uh, no, no. Start talking about some good quarterbacks, uh, good quarterback play. Uh, you saw Russ uh, he, with his get right spot versus uh, the Texans. Uh, you know, he threw nine passes. He got he was able to complete nine passes with over 20 yards. Uh, I mean, that's a lot. The only person that had more than that this past week was Stafford with 11. Uh, you know, that, like we said before, uh, this was one of them one of them games where. He should have got right. He did uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Another quarterback that looked good was Brady once again. And that's that game with Josh Allen, 363, two touchdowns. This dude even rushed seven times for 16 yards. <laughs> <laughs> you just, did you did you, uh, uh, did you see uh, Bruce Arians' quote after the game? Like somebody asked him about like Brady rushing for first downs and Bruce Arians' response was, yeah, that's enough of that shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> he was like, "Nope, I, I, I'm not. I'm done. I've seen enough. Uh, let's yeah. not have a 45 year old quarterback running for first downs because yeah, yeah, one 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 wrong hit and, and he's done." Yeah, so, I mean, it looked like the engine. Like it looked like when he was running, like he had to put coal in his uh in engine of the old trains, putting yeah. some coal to try to get some <laughs> some horsepower. It, yep. uh That that 13 yard first down that he ran for, it looked like he was like. Like he had like three m- monkeys on his back trying to trying to get to the first down. Yeah. Um, also in that game, he also uh, per uh, fantasy pros they so he they uh, stated that he had zero poor passes in that game. So um, I mean the the Bills just they couldn't really they couldn't really do anything uh, versus their passing their passing game. So. Yeah, and I think that's that might be a little bit of a product of uh, you know Tre'Davious White being out for the season. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of left them a little little more vulnerable than we're accustomed to seeing. So I think that's just something to kind of keep an eye on uh, moving forward for the rest of the season for that team. Yeah. Um, switching gears though to the uh, to to one more particular quarterback that's been been playing playing well, playing lights out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, uh, continuing to show us that he owns the Bears. <laughs> with another stellar performance, 341 Man. yards and four touchdowns. Um, that makes seven total touchdowns on the season against the Bears. 
six passing, one rushing. Um, you know, he's he's owned them all all his life. Like he said, continues <laughs> to own them. Not only owns the Bears, but he also owns the NFC, uh, the NFC North. Um, his last ten games, so basically dating back to the beginning of last year, twenty twenty, he has thirty four touchdowns and no interceptions against against the NFC North, his division. Like he just completely owns that division. He every time he plays against them, he he just torches them. And you know, you, you can't really say too much about about you know the the play of Aaron Rodgers you know at home against the division it's pretty much automatic you know three touchdowns four touchdowns here and he's going to throw multiple touchdowns to you know Devontae Adams who he threw another couple of touchdowns to him as well he had 10 catches 121 yards another two touchdowns and you know the his last touchdown in the fourth quarter he he ran like a ridiculous fade like he he sold he sold the fade and they ran mm-hmm. a slant to put slant. You know, Jalen Johnson on skates. Jalen Johnson actually played okay in that game and you know that highlight that one highlight that he got you know got done dirty now he's looking silly that's gonna be replaying <laughs> all yep. season long. So you know Devontae <laughs> Adams he just continues to show that he's the best receiver in the league, the best route runner in the league. Um you know the the way that his his feet and you know it's the chemistry he has with Aaron Rodgers is just is just second to none. And on that same note on chemistry um, in another game, you know, we did touch on this guy earlier, but Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett, it seems to me like they're, you know, starting to gain their traction since, you know, Russell Wilson's been back from that uh, finger injury. Um, You know, Tyler Lockett had five catches, 142 yards and a touchdown. He did catch a deep 55 yard touchdown right before the half, Um, you know, just vintage Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett. It was like one of those, they call it moon balls, where it just he throws those those so deep, it, it basically touches the sky and then just softly lands in Tyler Lockett's hands for a touchdown. Um, you know, Lockett had a thirty-two percent target share, um, most on the most yards, most yards on the week. He was first in air yards with one hundred and thirty-seven, um, and on the season he is fifth in air yards with you know, just over a hundred uh, on this on the year. Um, and you know, with this performance, is five for one forty-two. He is now over a thousand yards, and he's eighth in the NFL in receiving yards. Um, and also, uh, since Russ has come back um, since week nine, um, he is the wide receiver nine in PPR. Crazy so, man, the vir- the virgin poet. Yeah, and then while <laughs> DK Metcalf is on the other side doing nothing, <laughs> but but organizing four songs. Or oh gosh, <laughs> let's not, let's not let's not. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is a man. podcast, sir. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, um, oh, man. But, but really uh, quick, um, just in that same division, though, um, we did have another guy just completely, you know, go off um, for the 49ers, George Kittle, the people's tight end. Um, another stellar performance, um, you know, back-to-back games where he's suplexing their, the, the opponent's um, you know, this, you know, against the Bengals, he had 13 catches, 151 yards and another touchdown. Um, this is actually so this, so get this. This is actually his fourth game um, of 150 yards and a touchdown. And that's the most in NFL history from a tight end. Like, just think about that for a second. Like all the that's tight crazy. ends, all the great tight ends that have played in this league. You know, you, the Shannon Sharp, the, you know, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, um, Gronk, all these guys. This is George Kittle's fourth career game of 150 yards, and he's the only tight end in NFL history to do that 150 yards and two touchdowns in back-to-back games. Mm. So last week he had 181 yards and two touchdowns. So the last two games he has 22 catches for 332 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and, you know, second consecutive game of over 40% target share. <laughs> 40% target share. That's, that's, just, that's just absurd. That's, that's absurd. <laughs> Um, and he missed, I think, three games with a calf yeah. injury, three or four mm-hmm. games with a calf injury, and he's still 244 yards shy of a thousand. And we still have four games left to play, so there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to go over a thousand yards, and it, it'll just be remarkable given, you know, given how, um, you know, given how he was hurt early in the season, and people were kind of calling him washed and injury prone. But you know, he's mm-hmm. here to remind us, you know, I, he's. When one healthy, he's the best tight end in the league because his yeah. ceiling, his ceiling is that of a, of an elite wide receiver because he has a ceiling that he, that these other tight ends in the league don't have, right? Yeah. I mean, he could he he has multiple two hundred yard games as a tight end, so um, yeah, it, he and his and he can be a league winner with the with his remaining schedule. This week he has the Falcons, 
Um, and then week 16, he has Tennessee. And then week 17 for the fantasy championships, he has Houston. So <laughs> must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice to <laughs> have any any kind of 49ers on your roster um with that kind of cake schedule. Um, you know, you you're you're in the driver's seat, you know, to to see a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. Um and a couple more wide receivers. Uh first one, um again, Hunter Winfro, you know, his third straight game over hundred yards, uh five out of the last six without uh Henry Ruggs in the lineup. His finished wide receiver, wide receiver one, um, and then in, um, in, in, in averaging at least nine targets per game. Uh, he's wide receiver three since week nine. If you can even like fathom somebody like Hunter Winfrey's built being your wide receiver three since week nine, uh, averaging almost 19 points per game uh, is crazy. Just you know, even without Waller, uh, just nobody can cover him in the slide. He just gets open, man. Like. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty damn good route runner, and I don't, and I don't think he has a lot of touchdowns over that span either. He's just racking up yards and catches, yeah, and getting yeah, open man. at will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even in that that KC blowout, um, he was still out there doing work. So, um, yeah. and then um, last of the wide receivers, uh, the, the the duo in Cincinnati, uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Uh, Jamar Chase finally found his way back into the end zone. Uh, with uh, six receptions for 77 yards and two touchdowns, joins only four wide receivers in NFL history to now have a thousand yards and 10, 10 touchdowns as a rookie, uh, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, he's pretty much on his way to break the just was broken by Justin Jefferson's uh, receiver uh, wide receiver rookie record. He definitely should should beat that before the year the year ends. Yep. Um, and then also you got T Higgins still turning up with his five for one fourteen. Uh, I know we had that debate last week about which one is the wide receiver, uh, T. Higgins being the wide receiver one now. Um, I think, I mean, at this point, they both can be wide receiver ones uh, based off the target shares that have been seen within the last uh, few weeks for sure. So uh, at least wide re- uh, high end, wide receiver two, low end, uh, with wide receiver one uh, upside. So uh, yeah. these are two wide receivers that uh, – I mean, they can help you along the way to possibly get to a fantasy championship. Yeah, and this is this is T. Higgins' third straight game over 100 yards. So um, he's you know he's he's been coming along strong. And the thing is with Chase with Chase and uh, Chase and Higgins, they don't you know they don't seem to be you know cannibalizing each other. They they can both yeah. eat equally um, in that in that Cincinnati passing game because it's a condensed passing passing attack, yeah. right? It's just Chase, it's Higgins, and then maybe mixing underneath. Um, and they'll maybe throw a couple of passes. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, Tyler Boyd, he he may get some, you know, get some run here and there. But um, we've we've it's it's pretty clear that he's the odd man out, unfortunately. But you know, Chase and Higgins, those, those are the two guys that you know the, the Cincinnati passing attack is going to go through um, on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. And then just transitioning uh, to you know, we had good quarterbacks, we had good wide receivers, we also had a lot of good running back play as well. Um, you know, starting with the, a surprise. To actually make this segment, but uh, Rashad Penny from the Seahawks, uh, we hadn't we hadn't really seen much of, of him, uh, much from him ever. Uh, throughout his career, ever <laughs> in the NFL <laughs> in the NFL. But he had you know 16 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns against the Texans. Uh, he had a 64 uh, percent rush share. So you know he he's gonna he'll, he'll be he'll be a, a hot waiver wire pickup this week if you didn't pick him up last week. But Pete Carroll does believe in him, and they they're still gonna give him chances. That draft capital. That first round draft capital is still. That's why he's still on the roster. If he if he was drafted in the second, third, maybe fourth round, with all his injuries, he probably would not be on that roster. But since you know he's a first round pick, and they'll you know allow they just they still have him for cheap. They'll still allow him to get opportunities and get chances, and um, hopefully going you know down the stretch, Rashad Penny could be a a guy that you know you can potentially you know plug in your lineups and, and get you know get some you know running back. One, running back three, maybe high end running back two production. So we'll we'll see, you know what, that, you know how that how that goes. Uh, another running back that performed well again, uh, Leonard Fournette. You know another 19 carries, 113 yards, and, and another touchdown. Completely controls that Tampa Bay backfield. 86 percent rush share, and he had another four tar- you know, four catches and 19 yards on a 15 percent target share. Um, he is you know one of the steals of the draft um, this past you know this past summer. 
he was drafted as you know maybe an eighth round, ninth round pick, mm-hmm. and he's giving you RB one production on a weekly basis. Uh, Ronald Jones was also getting drafted in that range, and he's giving you nothing, absolutely nothing. nothing. And so you know, you know, Leonard Fournette just continuing to show that you know he's one of the biggest steals of the draft, mm-hmm. and another steal of the draft. Um, you know, we saw him play last night with James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, had another two touchdown runs. And I think he's clo- I think he's closing in on twenty touchdowns this year, isn't he? I think last we checked, he had like fifteen or sixteen. Um, but you know, he's he's been another he's revelation. At four, he's at fourteen right now. Well, sixteen with the two receiving touchdowns, fourteen rushing, two receiving. So sixteen um, sixteen touchdowns this year, which is insane. Um, nine catches, ninety four yards. He was their leading. You know, he had he had the most catches um, on the on the team on the team last week last night. And, you know, there was this one catch where he, he ran like an arrow route, shook, shook the linebacker and caught it with one hand. One hand, Kyler, yeah. Kyler put it on him and yeah. caught it, you know, one-hand catch. He has a couple of those one-handed catches on the season. Um, so I heard a stat on uh, on the telecast. Uh, he has the most one-handed catches on the season with five. Oh, I, you know what? I heard that, too. I heard that, too. I think he which has is, like five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, five, which is pretty crazy to hear for a running back, so – yeah, especially James Conner, who you don't really see too much. Uh, you know, you, you don't really think of as a guy that can just really catch catch the ball like that. But maybe, hey, he needs to be used like that more, and he's con- continuing to show us that he's you know another steal that you know that that was uh, going pretty late in drafts in August. I think he was like a twelfth round pick, eleventh yeah. or twelfth round pick. And you know, since 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 Chase Edmonds has been out since week nine, um, he has four RB one finishes over the last five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now the RB six overall um, in fantasy, and he has Detroit <laughs> coming up next. Um, you know, he has Indian Dallas left. Those are pretty um, decent, decent defenses against the run. But you know, we'll yeah. see if, if the volume is going to continue to be there, even with Chase Edmonds coming back. Um, so you know, that just kind of remains to be seen. And he does have a he he did get banged up towards the end of the game, so that's another thing we have to keep an eye on to see yep. if he's going to continue to if if he's you know going to practice or if it's if it's serious or if it's going to linger um but you know oh, and then one more uh, running back we can touch on really quick uh, we did see the return of Alvin Kamara um for the Saints um uh, so you know we saw his career he had a career high in carries he had 27 carries 120 yards and a touchdown caught another four passes for 25 yards um, 82% rush share and 24% target share. So this was pretty much the Alvin Kamara that we've kn- known to come and, you know, kn- known to love, that we've been known to love. So, you know, 97 yards after contact, which was first um, this week in, in week 14. So, you know, Alvin Kamara's back. Um, they play the Jets. And what is our motto on this show? Fade the Jets <laughs> at all costs. The until, they sh- until they show you, until they show us, you know, until, sh- until they show you that they can defend uh, and hmm. cover anybody. Hmm. So yeah, Alvin Kamara back um, just in time for the fantasy playoffs. Very true. Uh, which leads us uh, to our uh, fantasy MVP of the week, which is another running back. And this guy showed out to start off week 14 on Thursday night. Um, Dalvin Cook, uh, even when everybody thought he was down and out, <laughs> thought it was going to be impossible for him to play. Uh, Mike Zimmer said, no, 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 not so fast, my friend. I need this win. So yeah. he ran him out there. And, uh, you know, he ran 27 times for 205 and two touchdowns. One yard shy of his career high. Uh, you know, a lesson learned for fantasy managers is uh, start him when he is active uh, because, you know, they're not going to be shy with the touches for him. Uh, I mean, you, you barely saw uh, uh, Madison out there, so – does, I mean, just just to let you know um, that how much confidence they have in whoever the uh, running back, whoever's supposed to start that week, that's the person that's going to get majority of touches. Yep. Uh, in that particular game, he had eleven carries with to go at least ten yards, uh, which is which was first uh, from this past week. But I mean, every time he touched the ball during that game, it looked like it was going for 20, 30 yards. Like it just like I don't know what. I, I don't know. I don't know if they just didn't refuse to watch film or what. It was just odd to see how much gaping holes you saw yeah, those. Uh, in that game. You would have thought they had like three Justin Jeffersons out there for why they were why they didn't have enough people in the box to double. <laughs> yeah, he he had he had lane after lane after lane to run through. Like Man. literally every time he got a carry, 
He was just running free. He was even surprised yeah. that he had so much space to op- to to run with. Like there was multiple. I think he got tackled multiple times by Minka Fitzpatrick, and if he did not get tackled by that safety, he would have those those would have been house ball. So he was yeah. he could have been looking at like three hundred yards rushing if he broke a lot of those uh, runs. And, you know, the, getting getting shoestring tackled. So yeah. yeah, you know, Dalvin Cook. You know, again, lesson learned for you guys. If you know, I mean, I think there was a stat that came out that was that came out before it, like before the game, where the you know the last time Dalvin Cook dislocated his shoulder it was a um, you know, and he came back to play two weeks later against the against I think against the Saints in the playoff game, he had like 30, 30 touches for like one hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns, mm-hmm. and that was like two weeks after dislocating his shoulder um, in two thousand and nineteen, I believe. So, um, you know, just Dalvin Cook knows how to play through shoulder injuries. Uh, I guess he has a I guess he has a vibranium shoulder. <laughs> so he, he knows how to he knows how to play through shoulder injuries and we you know we should have we should have trusted him to now obviously we're not going to say we knew he's going to come out and run for 200 yards we're not saying that at all but we know that Dalvin Cook at any given moment it can he can have he can have blow up games because he's that talented and he's that dude um, when when you know when you give him a full workload mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately we do have to kind of transition and pivot away from most valuable player to least valuable player of the week and this will go to uh, quarterback in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's been pretty bad all season long, um, but he was especially bad this week. Um, he had four, he had 224 yards passing and four picks. Um, he's thrown no touchdowns in five out of his last six games. Um, that Jacksonville team is just pathetic um, in, 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 in so many different ways. That coaching staff is clueless. They don't know how to use James Robinson. He had six carries for four yards. I mean, we could put probably Bro. put him. Um, on the sec on this uh on this in the segment as well, but a lot of that is not his fault. It's just the fact that the coaches are just absolutely clueless over there. They just have they have nothing. They they don't know what they're doing. Urban Meyer doesn't know what he's doing. Um, you know, Tennessee was actually a plus matchup for for Jacksonville. We were you know some he was he may have been on this, uh, the streaming radar this week. You know they're the, they're the eighth friendliest matchups to quarterbacks, um, and second to wide receivers. So this could have been a pretty a pretty good game um, for the you know, Jacksonville passing attack, but unfortunately, they they couldn't get anything going. Trevor Lawrence only has nine touchdown passes on the season, uh, and, and we played 13, 13 weeks, so just that's pretty bad. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if, if, in case you hadn't figured that out, <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. So um, he only has one game this entire season with multiple touchdown passes. So you know, Urban and that staff they they have to go. They have to go. They have to, you know, they have to kind of go back at it you know, this offseason. Hopefully, they don't retain Urban Meyer. I think the the owner said that they they're they're hinting towards keeping him in twenty twenty two, which would be a huge mistake. Um, and we don't want to see, you know, one of one of the most generational prospects we've seen, you know, um, that that that's come into the league get ruined um, this early in his career. So, yeah, um, Trevor Lawrence, fantasy LVP of the week. I mean, the only thing that's really saved him from getting like destroyed in the media is the fact that Urban Meyer has been worse than his play. So, yeah, absolutely. Blessing, blessings for that. <laughs> All right, now to our favorite segment of the show, Cap and No Cap. Um, for the the first time listeners that don't know what cap means, cap is when um, is another word for is another is a slang term for lying. So. If I was to say, oh, Zach Wilson is an MVP candidate, Ike would say. It's, that is such cap. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, he... that shit was cap. Don't ever say <laughs> don't ever use a, such an outlandish example like that. <laughs> you gotta you <laughs> gotta make it simple. You gotta make it simple for the people that's to true. understand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. So now to our first uh, uh first segment, uh first statement. Uh I can trust Jalen Hurts in the playoffs, cap or no cap. I think you can. I think that's no cap. Um, you know, we touched on this a couple of weeks ago, but he he had the the easiest remaining schedule left of any quarterbacks or or any team, especially as it relates to the, um, passing games and quarterbacks. Um, they still play a Washington football team twice, and they play the Giants. Um, he was the QB one overall before that Giants game um, that they lost thirteen to seven, and then he hurt his ankle in that game. So he was he was still you know he he still gave you a very safe. Uh, rushing floor, and he was giving you 20, 20 plus point, twenty plus fantasy points per game. So yeah, you can definitely trust Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. This this is a pretty easy schedule for him. So yeah, this is no cap. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I uh, he's one of them Konami Code quarterbacks. So you getting you getting uh, at least forty yards from a quarterback that's an extra touchdown that you get you get for uh, fantasy points. So uh, definitely believe that's that's no cap. Uh, the second one, I am starting Lamar Jackson in the playoffs if he's available, cap or no cap. I, I think you, I think you still have to. Um, his, you know, this is no cap. I'm starting. I would start him. I have him in a league, um, a couple of playoff leagues, and I have to start him. Um, you know, if he's if he's if he's available, his 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 ceiling is still so high on a week to week basis. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. Um, yeah, I know he hasn't been playing well, throwing interceptions over the last several weeks, but it's still Lamar Jackson at the end of the day. His rushing floor is still really high. He still has weapons around him. You know, Rashad Bateman's coming on strong. Uh, Mark Andrews, who we'll touch on here in a second, is uh, you know is is a very strong target for him. And then Marquise Brown will have a couple of deep shots here and there. So I think you still have to play Lamar Jackson despite how poor he's been playing over the last several weeks. So this is no cap. Oh man, I struggle with this one because he's been, I mean, he's been bad for almost a month now. Um, it's one of those things like if for whatever reason you have like another quarterback uh, on your roster, um, I would, I mean, I would lean towards the other one until the, he can show you that he's like healthy because I mean, he needs his legs more than anything else and it is an ankle injury. We don't know the extent of it. Um, so... I want I want to say I want to say cap because let's say that he is able to go this week he gets Green Bay Green Bay has been pretty tough on quarterbacks well they've been de- they've been decent versus versus uh versus their opponents this last probably what, four four to six weeks now yeah because uh, they're getting healthy they've, they've, they've been hand. much improved as a defense I, yeah. I, I'll then give it, that yeah then they got Cincy Cincinnati's for whatever reason they they they've kind of figured him out um, in terms of like throwing wise uh, versus him like the last uh, year. And then, then the first game that they played this year. Um, and then he has the Rams the last game. So I would be a little wary to start him if he, if he, if he's not fully healthy. So for me, I would say cap. That's why I lean it towards. Um, but I mean, some people might be under the, uh, the, the law of starting your studs, um, I would, I, I would lean towards the other way. Where like if you have someone that's just been playing better, then I would start them over the stud because at this point you just need you need you need production. Uh, yeah, and, names and, and is and always two, guaranteed production. Yeah, and two QB and super flex leagues, you definitely start Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one yeah. quarterback leagues. I mean, you can. For me, me personally, I'm still starting Lamar Jackson. But like Gene said, like there's a if there's like a, a streamer that's been playing a lot better. Um, then Lamar Jackson, maybe consider him, but I'm still putting Lamar Jackson in that lineup uh, regardless because of his weekly his weekly high uh, potential and his weekly high ceiling. Yeah, that's fair. All right, next one. Travis Kelsey will not finish tight end one overall. He has, uh, and then keep in mind that he's been tight end one every year since 2015. Uh, and currently Andrews has a 13-point lead over him, cap or no cap. He will not finish as the tight end one overall. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's no cap. I, I don't think he does. I think this is the first year that he he gets his crown taken uh, from him. Um, Kelsey, you know, he's, he's had back to back games of just having three catches for 27 yards. Mm-hmm. We 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 believe that he can put, stamp out of this potentially, right? Um, you know, he has the Chargers coming up this week, division opponent. Anything can happen there. I think they get right uh, against the Chargers. Um, and then he has Pittsburgh and Cincinnati left, um, but you know, like you said, Mark Andrews for the Ravens, he has a 15, he has a thirteen point lead over him, and you know, Mark Andrews is coming off of eleven catch, one hundred fifteen yard um, touchdown game um, in Week fourteen. He has Green Bay this week, Cincinnati, and the LA Rams left. But I think the dark horse um, to take to take that tight that tight end one crown uh, this season is George Kittle. Um, and you know, the way that, like, like we touched on early on, um, early on in the show, his weekly, his, his ceiling is so much higher, um, at tight end than any other tight end, um, that, that you can compare him to, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's no other tight end in the league that can, 
put up, you know, 11 catches, 150 yards and a touchdown on a weekly basis like he's been doing the last couple of weeks. There's no touch there's no tight end that that can do that. 22 for 332 and 3 over the last two games. It's it's just remarkable. Um it's remarkable for anybody but especially a tight end. <laughs> he's 6'4", 250 pounds and, and runs like a 4'4". Um, yeah, I think he, I think he had like a, hunt, a, a like a, a spark X score of like ninety nine or something like that, or or his speed score or his burst score was in in the hundredth percentile, which is absurd <laughs> <laughs> for a tight end. Um, he, you know, George Kittle, he trails Kelsey by twenty eight PPR points. He may close that gap if he if he has another one of these blow up games, especially with his cake schedule um, down the stretch: ATL, Tennessee, and Houston. And so, um, you know, we'll see. Um, but I, I think I think it'll come down to, to Andrews or George Kittle um, for that tight end one crown. I think Kelsey yeah. uh, Kelsey will still be still be really good um, down the stretch. But I think, um, you know, Kittle and Andrews will, will be ahead of him when, when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I believe this is also a no cap because they I mean, for the most part, Kelsey and Andrews, they got middle of the road uh, defenses in terms of defending the uh, uh, points allowed to the tight end position left, um, yeah. and it, and like we've stated on previous episodes, it seems like that Kansas City offense has been at least defense have been able to manage their their output against uh, that they're able to put out versus them. So, um, and I just I just feel like the opportunity for Andrews is higher than than Kelsey right now based on what we've seen. So I'll agree with you saying no cap. And the last one, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. They're both trustworthy starters in the playoffs, cap or no cap. Uh, this is this is no cap. Um, I think I think on a weekly basis you can start both of them. Um, if you have one or if you have the other, if you have one on, you know, on, on separate teams, you can definitely feel have confidence starting them. I think Green Bay now uh, they're leaning more towards you know running a lot. They're, they're, AJ Dillon's getting a lot more carries, and that coaching yeah. staff is starting to trust them a little bit more. Um, Aaron Jones is still the starter by you know I guess by a title, but um, in terms of the playing time, I think it's kind of shifted a little bit in the favor of AJ Dillon. I think um, it could be a combination of a couple of things. Aaron Jones may not be a hundred percent. Um, from you know coming back from that uh, that MCL sprain because MCL sprains are supposed to keep people out multiple weeks. He only yeah. missed one game, and he had the bye week to kind of kind of get right a little bit as well. But I think there's still some lingering effects there. So I think they're just trying to manage manage his reps um, right now um, at, at the moment in time. You know, this past game, you know, AJ Dillon had 15 carries, Aaron Jones is um, uh, five, but Aaron Jones yeah. had you know, three catches. Um, so he had eight total touches and scored two touchdowns. So I think, um, you know, Aaron Jones still being involved in the passing game still, um, you know, heightens the ceiling a little bit more over um, AJ Dillon, but AJ Dillon in terms of getting the, you know, getting the, you know, the carries and, you know, potentially getting some goal line, getting some goal line work. Um, you know, you can probably keep both of these guys in the RB two mix, maybe with some RB one upside, um, you know, Aaron, I think Aaron Jones' ceiling is still going to be a little bit higher, but you, you can definitely trust both of them in the playoffs as starters. Yeah, I, I believe this is uh, no cap because, like you said before, um, Aaron Jones' ceiling is a little bit higher because he has a uh, he has a uh, reception uh, threat on his side. Even though uh, AJ Dillon can catch also, but it, it, it looks like right now they rather just use AJ primarily as as the primary rush because he's bigger. And when it gets colder, people don't want to tackle big people. Uh, so it keeps Aaron Jones a little more fresh for when he gets out, uh, when they got him running routes that uh, he can beat the linebacker that's on him. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I trust both of them. A.J. Dillon is probably going to be a little more touchdown dependent, but I would trust trust starting both of them, so no cap. Yeah, and just 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 real quick, one more thing. Um, so, I mean, their, their stats on the season are pretty similar. Um, AJ Dillon has 614 yards rushing, and Aaron Jones has 599. But Jones has the edge in touchdowns, four to two, and then yeah. um, the receiving yards. Uh, AJ Dillon has, I think, 268 and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones has like 320 plus receiving yards, and he has five touchdowns. So nine touchdowns versus four. Um, that's that's another thing. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones has over more catches and then more touchdowns. But you could still firmly place um, these two guys at least in the RB two mix you know, at the very worst. Yeah. All right. Now on to uh, waiver wire pickups. 
Uh, you know, we can touch on some players that think that could possibly help you uh, if you need a spot start for your first week in the playoffs. Um, I'll start off with the uh, quarterbacks. The first one is uh, Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy G has been this last few weeks. He's been playing really look pretty good actually. Um, obviously with the with the help with uh, George Kittle going going, going berserk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week he gets Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta gives up the most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So I would start Jimmy G with confidence if you need him. Um, yeah. Another one is Tua. Um, like we said, our rule is uh, fade the Jets. He plays the Jets this week off a of bye. Uh, you know, just in the last time he played in, he went 273 and two touchdowns. So uh, a few weeks ago. So, I mean, I would I would start him with confidence if you if you need. Um, I'll start. And the last one, uh, I would at least pick this person up. You might not need to start him is a uh, is a uh, Tyler Huntley. Um, like we I mean, if you saw the game uh, in the spot start uh, once Lamar got hurt, he actually looked pretty good. Um, he led them back. They them were back down twenty-four. Yeah. yeah, they were twenty-four-zero, and he brought them back like pretty close to getting that game into overtime. Um, but he just just didn't have enough. But I thought overall he looked good throwing the ball. Uh, targeted Bateman a lot. Targeted Andrews a lot. So uh, could be somebody you could spot start uh, if Lamar is not um, if it's, if Lamar is not out. Yeah, uh, just real quick on running backs, um, just. You know, we we touched on Austin Eckler getting hurt, but if he is gonna miss the week, miss the game, I would look to pick up Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly. Those are their those are their um, those are his direct backups. Um, if you're if you're gonna you know if you're gonna prioritize these guys, uh, prioritize Justin Jackson over Josh, Joshua Kelly. Joshua mm-hmm. Kelly did get ten carries to to Justin Jackson's nine, but jo- Justin Jackson was actually in the game earlier than Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly was only in the game because it was a blowout and Eckler yep. was hurt. So um, I would prioritize Jackson over Kelly. Um, and Jackson you know, and Jackson will get the pr- the primary receiving work. Yeah, he'd get the receive. He'd he'd be the candidate to get the receiving work. So and you know they're four point um, four and a half point um, underdogs at home versus the Chiefs on Thursday. So. They, you know, him, you know, Justin Herbert will definitely be airing it out, and, and Justin Jackson could be on the uh, could be a good beneficiary of, of some of those um, dump offs. Um, a couple of a couple of other running backs we want to touch on really quick. Rashad Penny, we touched on um, earlier, you know, earlier um, earlier in the show. He had a career day last week. Um, he didn't see a target, but he's still, you know, his his playing time is ramping up um, each week. Um, he would definitely be. Um, the number one player, you know, the number one uh, running back to pick up in, in, on waivers this week. And also to Ernest Johnson for the Browns. Uh, Kareem Hunt is most likely going to m- miss this game and maybe next week as well. Um, he steps into the number two running back role. And, you know, as we've seen earlier this season, he did have a pretty, you know, a pr- you know, pretty good uh, game on Thursday night against the Broncos, rushing for over 130 yards and I think a touchdown. So um, pick up to Ernest Johnson. Um, and then we have, you know, we have finally, we have Royce Freeman for the Texans. He did have a 16% target share and he had 17 touches. Um, but just keep an eye on David Johnson um, th- th- coming back. And um, I think Rex did, did Rex Burke had hurt his groin. Here's yeah, groin. he got hurt in that game too. Okay, yeah. So yeah, just keep an eye on practice participation for those guys this week. But yeah, Royce Freeman should definitely be an ad as well. All right, and then touching on uh, uh, wide receivers, uh, I don't have any tight ends because there's there's really none at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, this past game with uh, Tyler Huntley, he had seven receptions for 103 yards, 19% target share. Uh, just keep an eye on Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins did not play in that. Uh, he got hurt really early in that game, I believe. Um, what else and, is new? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and most of this work was, I mean, at, after uh, Lamar got hurt and them trying to come back from 24-0. Yeah. Uh, so, it's good to see. Um, hopefully they can continue this. So Bateman's available, you know, pick him up at least. Uh, another person, uh, Gabe, Gabriel Davis, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Sanders uh, got hurt his knee early in that game and it looks like he's week to week. So, I mean, at this point, you could almost cut Sander, cut bait with Sanders. I'm not sure what you would expect him. I mean, this is win or go home at this point. So, yeah. um, and he hasn't really done too much this year. 
Uh, Gabe Davis, every time he's done this, had had to come in for somebody getting hurt, he's always looked pretty good. You always see him on the back of the end zone scoring a touchdown at least. Uh, and in this past game with the uh, Buccaneers, he had an 83% snap share, uh, 15% target share. And, and uh, this is back-to-back games with at least uh, with a touchdown. So another person you can look out for if, if he's on your on your uh, waiver wire. Uh, Alan Lazard, uh, this guy, he had 19% target share, 82% snap share, uh, 6 for 71 and a touchdown. Uh, all those numbers were more than MVS. Uh, last week, MVS – yeah, for the Packers. Uh, MVS numbers were <clears throat> were better than Lazard's last week, but this week it flipped. Uh, we've been seeing Lazard uh, playing uh, a little more of the slot since since Cobb has got out, so uh, gone out with injury. Um, so this could be also somebody else that could help you um, in a in a uh, at least a. Uh, I can't even think of the word now. A flex spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A flex spot if you need It'll somebody. Be a decent flex option. Wide receiver yeah. three flex. Yeah. And then uh, the last one, if he's available, Amaran St. Brown. Uh, the last three weeks, he's been wide receiver 13, uh, which is funny to think about since he plays for Detroit. But I mean, he, I think he has 22 catches over these last three weeks. Um, yeah. I know. Uh, uh, Dan Campbell said that they wanted to throw more uh, before they played uh, Denver, which they didn't do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, but when they're but throwing, he, he's getting he's he, getting the catches. Yeah, he's getting the targets for sure and getting the catches. Yeah. So definitely somebody you can add uh, for a flex spot. Yep. And then um, our next our next segment matches to attack, uh, aka barbecue chicken. Uh, if you don't know what barbecue chicken is, is uh, Shaq coined this on Inside the NBA uh, preview show on TNT. Whenever he see, sees or uh, ex- uh, sees a matchup that can be exploited, uh, he would just say barbecue chicken alert. Uh, yep. You know, you can eat all day over there. So just keep giving the person that ball, the rock, the, uh, go feast. So yep. um, first one. Uh, I got is uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, Chase Clay- Claypool wide receivers for Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Titans secondary. Uh, the secondary uh, gives up the second most points to wide receivers per game. Uh, as if you've been paying attention to Deontay Johnson, he's pretty much averaging at least 10, 10 uh, targets per game and, and doing a lot with the, uh, a lot of work with those uh, targets. So uh, the Titans, they struggle to cover wide receivers. So, these are two wide receivers you could look to to uh, to to uh, use in DFS, or if you might have some uh, roster questions for at least Claypool, you can at least look at their opponent and be like, okay, let me let me put this player over another. So, and Claypool had a pretty good game against the Vikings this past week. He had eight for ninety three, and he had yep. a, a beautiful catch down the sideline. So, um, you know that this game is is going to be pretty competitive. I th- I think it should be. Um, so, um, yeah, these two guys will definitely be uh, feasting on a Titan secondary. Yeah. Uh, my second one is Jalen Hurts uh, versus the Washington uh, defense. Uh, this defense gives up um, uh, the second most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um, I mean, you didn't see it last week, but generally over the season, uh, you've been able to exploit this defense however you want to. Yeah. Um uh, even with them missing, I'm um, missing both their outside pass rushers. Uh, their corners are not good. So, uh, and like we said at the uh, towards earlier in the show, Jalen Hurts is a, a Konami code type quarterback, so he can he can beat you on the run or or in the pass. So, yep. um, you know you can start him start him with confidence versus uh, Washington if he's uh, uh, healthy enough to play. Yeah, and then the the last the last one we have here is uh, Tua versus the Jets. Um, again, fade the Jets. They are the third friendliest uh, team to opposing quarterbacks. And you know the last game that Tua played against the Jets, he had two you know two hundred seventy three yards and two touchdowns. And now uh, I think in this week this week he gets the Devontae Parker back healthy as well. So that's another weapon mm-hmm. for Tua to go to. And uh, you know Jalen Waddle's been coming on pretty strong. Who we'll touch on here um, in our last segment, but he's been coming on pretty strong. And, uh, yeah, I think that's another and, – and plus, Miami's entire running back room has COVID, so they're going to be probably forced <laughs> to throw the ball a lot more than they're accustomed to. So, yeah, uh, that's another – And then uh, they're also trying to make a playoff push, so this yeah. is definitely incentive for them to, you know, come out and um, uh, get the job done. Yep. Um, 
Last segment of the show is, uh, you know, we like to touch on player props since in the state of Texas, we do not have a sports book. So, you know, how yet. we get our fix. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're Smart right. Yeah. yeah, it's coming. Uh, how we get our fixes uh, through player props using uh, prize picks. Uh, we like to use these to, you know, you can use these to you know, make uh, parlay off of uh, with at least uh, two lines. You can also use this as a, a gauge to see if a, a player that you you kind of uh, fringe on, if you want to start them or not. This gives mm-hmm. you a, a good gauge in terms of uh, projections for what they're expecting for the player for that week. Yep. Uh, so we like to go through some of these and um, and hopefully this can make you money. I know last week again we went two for uh, two two uh, two out of four. Um, you know, Kelsey he didn't. He didn't show up for us because they blew that team out before you even blinked the eye. Yeah, um, and Austin Eckler. I mean, they didn't really use him in the passing game. He got he uh, got hurt. I think I think he might have had a chance to get something because I mean it was only I think the line was like only 40, 40 it was and a forty half. but yeah. they were blowing him out. Yeah, so maybe That's yeah, the other yeah. Thing I guess I, heard. I guess we were kind of behind the eight ball on that one. So yeah, um, but but the KJ Osborne and uh, and DJ Moore hit for us. So. Yep. Hopefully we have better uh, better luck this week. Let's let's see if we can go uh, at least three and one. I think or, like the last like three or four weeks we've gone through two and two. Like yeah, we just, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hopefully this week is a, a lot better. Yeah. All right. So my first one is Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, under sixty one and a half receiving yards versus uh, New England Patriots. Uh, New England, uh, they've given up uh, the fifth the fifth least amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Um, and then their, um, their past defense, uh, past DVOA is third in the league. So, uh, you know, you know, uh, Bill Belichick, they like shutting down uh, your main threat in, in the air, or they focus on your, your main, your main threat on the ground. So depending on how, how the, the, your offense shakes, you could focus on one thing, but uh, they have JC Jackson on their side so they can, you know, just focus on, and trying to stop the run, so I think I think uh, New England will focus focus their best corner on on Pittman, and he won't reach over the sixty one and a half mark. Yep. Uh, my second one is uh, the Thursday night uh, Ceh Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh running back for the Kansas City Chiefs to rush over forty seven and a half rush yards versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are last uh, in rush DVOA, and they give up the second most running uh, points to the running back position, um, Kansas City, they, I mean, not Kansas City, the Chargers allow you, I mean, if you want to run on them, they'll let you run. They're they're definitely a, a pass funnel team. So don't, um, don't let the last two weeks fool you because they haven't had, um, you know, large rushing totals against, but they're still a bad run defense and I think yeah. they get exploited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, um, on that same note, um, my the, the last couple of pro, um, props that we have, the first one is Patrick Mahomes over 15 and a half rushing yards versus the Chargers. Um, as we mentioned, um, there, he hasn't been running a lot as of late, um, but there is still a lot of value here. Um, the last meeting that they played, the last meeting that they had in Kansas City earlier in the season, Mahomes went four for 45. And um, the, you know, the Chargers have given up you know 10 for 62 yards to Jalen Hurts and eight for 51 to Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's eclipsed 15.5 yards seven times this season. So I, I think there's still a little value in this number, um, and it's pretty low compared to what he's done over the last several weeks. So I think we can exploit that um, uh, this Thursday. And then the, finally, we have Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins over 69.5 yards receiving versus the Jets. Fade the Jets. We're, we're going to say mm-hmm. it again. We're going to keep saying it. We're going to keep screaming it from the mountaintops. Um, he's <laughs> eclipsed sixty nine and a half yards in five out of the last eight games, and then the, and then the Jets they've allowed at least one pass catcher to go over that number in nine of thirteen games this season. Um, mm. On top of that, they're thirty second in pass DVOA. So um, mm. I, you know, this this Miami versus the Jets um, matchup is is a good one, and uh, Jalen Waddle and Tua should should take advantage given um, all the, the running backs out due to COVID. No, we at the end of the show, you know, uh, another good one in the books. Uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to take some information and, you know, apply it to your, to your, uh, 
your grind into your uh, race to the fantasy championships. Yeah. Um, I know for me, uh, it sucks because the home league that we're in, uh, that I wasn't able to make it. But um, I got a bunch of other leagues I'm in, and I uh, should be able to apply to what was going on. You know, other league uh, talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, other league, other league talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> to uh to get me some fantasy championships, man. Um, you got anything else before we get up out of here? Nah, um, just good luck to everybody that's um that made it this far to the playoffs. Um, I know it's been a long grind. It's been a long season, a lot of ups and downs. But hopefully, you know, you you made it here, and then you know you have you're in position to you know to 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 make a run at a championship. Just you know, remember over the last couple of weeks, been telling you get productive people in there, get productive players in there. Don't be beholden to start big name guys um, if they're not producing, if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing on a weekly basis. Get somebody in there that has been uh, producing. So um, that's you know that's kind of like the the best piece of advice I can give you guys. Um, you know this weekend and and, and weeks ahead uh, leading into the fantasy championships. And again, you know just follow us on Twitter. Follow me at just underscore Ico nine. Follow Gene at fantasy genes G E N E S. And then follow the show at off the line FF. Yeah, you know, uh, like the content, pl- please hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. You know, hit the thumbs up, share it with your friends, you know, comment where 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 you can. Um, you can find us on YouTube. Just search Off the Line Fantasy Football, um, and then you'll see see our pretty faces <laughs> with some videos. Um, you can also find us on all streaming platforms like Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, others. Just search under uh, Destination Devi. Um, like we said before, you want to you want to turn that roster with players that are, are pro- producing. If you got players that are hurt, um, that might be out for like their week to week at this point, you, you don't have week to week to spare. So yep. release them, go get somebody that's, that's, that's healthy and doing some work. Um, again, um, you know, be safe, have fun, go win, go win week one of the uh, playoffs. Um, you know, until then y'all, um, Y'all enjoy. Y'all enjoy the week of football and, you know, be safe. Peace out.